eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome into the Ots and Audibles podcast. Matt Prem, Eric Scopel here. Uh, this is uh, a second emergency podcast in the last 24 hours or so. Uh, Monday, uh, we did one on Jordan Scott, on Austin Folio, on Thomas Graham, Diamle, Lenore, uh, returning to school for their senior seasons instead of going off to the NFL a year early. This is now uh, Tuesday night. We did that one Monday afternoon. Tuesday night, uh, we are we are getting on here for another one, Eric, with Brett McMurphy of the stadium. He is reporting uh, that Joe Moorhead, the Mississippi State uh, head coach from the past two seasons who was let go this offseason in a very shocking move by them, Uh, has been offered and has now accepted the offensive coordinator position at Oregon. Um, we will want, I do want to preface this. It's not been confirmed by Oregon. We have, you know, we're working on getting, you know, some second, third confirmations on this. Uh, that being said, I feel very confident that Joe Moorhead is the next offensive coordinator at Oregon. Uh, McMurphy has a stellar track record of reporting, uh, and, uh, we've also been able to, you know, we're, we're working on confirming that as well on our end. Um, but like I said, all things considered, uh, Mississippi State head coach Joe Moorhead is going to be, uh, the offensive coordinator, uh, for Oregon. Your first reaction, Eric. Well, I was in the middle of cooking a wonderful risotto and chicken dinner. Uh, How did it turn it, out? Uh, it turned out great, although uh, midway through it, I had to like pause and like read Twitter for about 15 minutes. So I, I you know, I could, maybe could have been a little better. We'll see what the fiance says um, in a little bit. But uh, uh, initial reaction was, oh wow, they hit a home run. If if this does play out, and and I think we're both on the same page that Brett McMurphy's like almost never wrong. So if it does, uh, if it if it turns out that this is incorrect or that Mc that Moorhead's not the next Oregon offensive coordinator. It's probably something happening behind the scenes. I'll, you know, I, but, but I think we're both on the same page that we think this is legitimate and this is huge. Um, you know, he, Moorhead, at, you know, he really climbed up the coaching ranks over a handful, over the last handful of seasons from, you know, being an assistant coach at some smaller schools to being a head coach at Fordham to then getting an opportunity to be the assistant coach and offensive coordinator at Penn State to, and we'll run through some of the numbers that he's had, uh, you know, in, at Penn State turning that offense around, but to then getting the head coaching job at Mississippi State and then not really getting much of an opportunity. Like you said, it was pretty surprising that the Bulldogs went away from him. Uh, he had a winning record in two years. He coached the Mississippi State to two bowl games. 
Um, the offensive production wasn't quite what it had been at Penn State, but he also didn't have the talent there. So, um, but at the end of the day, I think this ends up being, uh, you know, Mississippi State loses out on a good coach, and Oregon ends up being the beneficiary of getting a really, really good coach to coach its offense. And now um, you look at this offense going into next year and the, the track record that Moorhead has had at his previous stop at Penn State, and you feel pretty good about where Oregon should be headed um, with the talent they have, with with the players they have coming back, with some obviously needing to figure out the quarterback situation, figure out some stuff on the offensive line. But I think you feel really, really good about the fact that you have – a coach of this caliber who was, I don't know, near the top of the top offensive coordinators available around this time of year. Oregon goes out and grabs him. Um, that's a huge win for Mario Cristobal uh, and his program. I like the fact that Oregon now has three coaches on the staff, Mario Cristobal being one, Joe Moorhead being two, and then Bobby Williams being the third uh, that have head coach experience. Good point at a power five level too. And I, I don't think you can put a value on having just as many guys uh, in the kitchen, if, if you will, that have experience running a program and have experiences of doing this on the defensive side of the ball or doing that on the offensive side of the ball or, traveling or scouting what works here what doesn't work there and you know the the bigger your rolodex look if you're a head coach you got a huge rolodex whether it was at the current stop at the previous stop wherever you've got a huge rolodex of context that you can call uh either on the assistant coaching side uh or from a recruiting angle uh from bringing in you know self-improvement for bringing in guys for speakers or you know some kind of training that you want to put your program or your staff through uh you've got nfl contacts so i think a that's huge having three guys on staff that have head coaching experience um the more experienced your staff is the better prepared you're going to be in my mind i i, I certainly think you can go and should go the route sometimes of less experience but when you have guys that have success have uh experience running through a program uh that's always a beneficiary in my mind it's not a negative uh it, but it's always going to help you uh and then on top of that i i you put this out on twitter that's in the bio that you've posted on the site as well um i've been really impressed with moorhead's ability to show up at penn state during the 2016 season, is that right? Yep, 16 he showed up. And what he did from a coaching perspective of turning around an offense that in 2014, uh, they were 121st in yards per play. In 2015, they were 78th in yards per play. He shows up uh, after the 2015 season in his first year in 2016 Penn State finished the year 21st in the country in yards per play. And then in 2017, uh, they jumped even higher, seven more spots, to so 14th in the country. His first year at Penn State, he improved their scoring output by 16 points. In his second season, that jumped into the top 10 in scoring at 41.1 points per game, which is 24 points more than what Penn State did uh, the, the year prior to his arrival in the 2016 season. So he has the ability to make quick adjustments. And we talked about this 
uh, on a previous podcast this week of the OC stuff, like, look, when, when Ed Orgeron at LSU this past offseason was presented uh, a challenge that he needed to reinvent the offense, he needed to figure things out, make some adaptions, adapt, he found some guys that have success doing that, and look at what they did this year. They won a national championship, and their offense was one of the greatest offenses in the in sports history. Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the quarterback position from an individual standpoint this season. Is that going to translate for Oregon? I don't know, but he has the ability to make these quick changes uh, and really improve the offense. And look, the reality is this. Oregon's offense, they were good this season. They were in the top, uh, I believe, top 20 in points per game. They were 26th in yards per play offensively. But there was still a ton left out on the football field, I think. There was a ton of potential still able to to be tapped into uh, and to execute on the football field in 2019 that, for whatever reason, Oregon could not do that. And I think Arroyo certainly accomplished a lot at Oregon in his three years as offensive coordinator. I think he had a lot of really good moments. I also thought he had a lot of really stale moments. And mm-hmm. uh, you've gone out now, I think, and have upgraded the position as difficult as that could be considering the guy just left to become a head coach, you're finding someone who maybe has just as much, if not more experience and better talent than, than Arroyo. Yeah. I mean, I think it's too quick to say that this, that Oregon has uh, upgraded, if you will. Sure. I think that, and that's one thing that Cristobal did say, and he, he was very careful on how he worried it, worded it as well on, on Monday of, of like, we, we want to improve. We want to upgrade the position. We thought that the previous I think I don't even think he named Arroyo by name. I think he said the previous guy who was here did really yes. great things, but we're looking to hopefully improve upon that. And I think that's what you've done. Again, I don't want to say it's an upgrade yet. We haven't seen Joe Moorhead coach a single game for Oregon. We haven't seen him run through a spring practice yet, which we will see um, if this does end up being accurate that he is the new offensive coordinator. And in the not-too-distant future, he'll be on campus and we'll start being able to kind of get a better feel for what he's going to do. But what you do have is somebody who really quickly at Penn State turned things around. And we should mention the coach whose uh, offense he inherited is now the Washington University of Washington offensive coordinator. That was who was there prior in 2015. Um, and so not to slight Washington, but the guy that Oregon just hired clearly took the offense to another level. And we should also mention you ran through a lot of the improvements, the fact that they basically doubled their scoring output from 2015 to 2017, which is really almost unheard of. Um, and the fact that they improved by, I think, a, a full yard per play and moved from, you know, kind of being a middling offense in that regard to being one of the top 15 in that regard. But you also have to think about the fact that they developed Trace McSorley uh, into a quarterback who was an all-Big Ten guy a couple of years, who, who set school records at Penn State. And Moorhead's going to work with uh, probably Tyler Shuck. I, I, I don't want to... Again, I don't want to overstate the fact that it's his job, but a young quarterback, maybe a Tyler Shuck, maybe they'll go get a grad transfer, but whoever it is, and he's somebody who's had some success developing quarterbacks into top-tier players like that. And I think you have to be really excited about what could work out here, you know, in terms of the passing game. That's, you know, you look at the number improvements, and they just took off throwing the football at Penn State, and that's not even to mention the fact that they had Saquon Barkley, who we should know probably makes it a little easier when you have maybe the best running back of the last, I don't know, 10 or so years in college football on your team, but he also should get credit for helping to develop Saquon and helping to build on his career uh, and maximizing his efforts. So um, you're getting somebody who not only, you know, not only 
impresses you with the statistics, the raw numbers of what they were able to do. But if you look at it even more from an individual basis, they improved. And we should mention, and, and I don't know how far we want to go into this, but Jawan Johnson was a player who uh, for t- who spent his two seasons at Penn State where he played really well in a Joe Moorhead offense. Obviously, Jawan Johnson is not an Oregon team, but that's a player that Oregon fans know well that also has experience there. So I think this is a big-time hire, and I think you have to be really, really excited about what all of this this means for this program going forward. Yeah, it's 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 a big hire. I think it's a good hire. Um, of out, I mean, there's a lot of names that are out there, um, and you could argue right now, you know, what's the the best hire, what's what's the worst hire, whatnot. I, I I'm not gonna try and go down that path right. and say that that this is the best hire of the off season, but I think um, it's safe to say that Joe Moorhead would become one of the you know the better hires uh that a school could hire this offseason. Like there's there's a pool of you know top there's a tier like you know these are your elite coordinator hires. These are your you know the hires that are young guys that could be really good but unknown. I, I think you know Moorhead is probably in that group of, of the top group because if Oregon has some success uh first year, second year with him um, you know, two years of success, one year of really good success where they get to the playoff or something like that. He's going to get poached. You know, some, some school is going to come in and try and hire him to be their come, to become their head coach. And look, as a Doug fan, you might hear that and be like, well, why did they hire this guy if he might only be out of Oregon for one or two seasons or three years? What, what, you know, you want longevity, yada, yada, yada. Well, I'll say this. You want the best recruits, right? You want guys that are going to be out of Oregon for three or four years because that means then Oregon can come out and these guys show out and they have huge years and they go off to the NFL because they're so talented. Well, guess what? You want the same thing for your coaching staff. You want the best options possible because if you can find a guy like Joe Moorhead or if you can find a guy like Andy Avalos and he's going to have high success and all of a sudden – and and two, three, four years, he gets another head coaching job somewhere else to become a head coach. Guess what? Every other coordinator, every other up and coming young coach, every established elite coach that's out there as an assistant will look at your school and say, Hey, that's a path to better myself. If I go there and do good work for two, three, four seasons, I'm going to get a head coaching job and the best assistants will be attracted to your job. So yeah, you lose more head. You lose someone else on the staff to become like an Arroyo, and guess what? Either as good or better candidates are going to present themselves because they know if they go to Oregon or if they go to whatever school, they know coaching three or four years there, even though it may be a short period of time, means they're going to have high success, which means Oregon's going to have really good years, which means they're going to get better opportunities to coach at a higher level. I love how we're already talking about a coach that hasn't even been officially announced <laughs> as hired about the possibility of him leaving soon. But one thing we should just say, like, like the, the reality is, is that if you're an Oregon fan and you're used to the longevity thing that we saw, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen anymore. I mean, we, we, Oregon had a staff that was together, a lot of the pieces for decades, you know, early on in the 2010s with Chip Kelly and Mark Helfrich. Um, but that was even back then, that was kind of the outlier, not the norm. And, if you expect to hire somebody and he's going to be there for 10 years, you might get that out of a head coach if he's really successful. 
But you're not going to get that very frequently at all out of an assistant coach, that they're going to stick around at a program for a long time because there are, like you just said, there are going to be overtures made from either bigger schools or for head coaching jobs. And I think if Joe Moorhead, again, we're getting down the line here because we don't even know if he's officially Oregon's offensive coordinator. He hasn't even, you know, been, uh, that hasn't even been uh, announced officially yet. But if it is the case, you, you kind of, that's kind of one of the risk reward things that you know going into this is that you bring in a coach with his background and his success, you get the best candidate. You know, it might not be a five, six, seven, eight year thing where they're working together. So, um, you make the most of it in the short term and the interim. And I think, you know, if this news ends up being accurate, Oregon fans should be really, really excited by, um, by what Mario Cristobal is building and continuing to build. And if you look at it from what's taken place over the last 30 days, you go, you, you go out and you sign two five-star recruits. You sign, um, another top 30 recruit in Dante Manning. All those guys are on the defensive side of the ball. You go win a Rose Bowl. And then on Monday, you have your, you know, four of your best defensive players announce they're coming back for their senior seasons. And then on Tuesday, you announce a home run hire at offensive coordinator. Life's pretty good right now if you're an Oregon fan. It's been a pretty darn good 30 days. Yeah, and, and, and the reality, you said it right. The reality is is that the continuity thing, it's long gone. It's very rare in these days. And maybe Jordan Moorhead shows up and stays here for six, seven, eight years. But look, if you want to have the success, you need to have, you need to go out and find guys that want to become head coaches. I think because they're going to be motivated to do anything and everything in their power to, to have that school, uh, win and win big so that they can go out and, and get their jobs. And, and the reality is Oregon is going in that direction. I think every offseason we're, we're hearing, Hey, this guy's going to get targeted here. This guy's going to get targeted there. And that's a sign that you're building a great staff. And I think if this Brett McMurphy report does come out to be true and Oregon confirms it, and again, we haven't heard confirmation from Oregon yet. We haven't heard anyone at Oregon to confirm things yet. Uh, if it's true though, this is going to be a very, very good hire for Oregon because you've now, like I said, they've added a third head coach, a third, a third coach to head coach experience. He's got a track record of developing players into, you know, offenses into really good productive offensive, you know, units. Uh, at a power five level. I think, you know, Penn State with Trace McSorley was really, really good. They won a Rose Bowl, uh, with him as, as the offensive coordinator. Um, and the recruiting that he's going to be able to bring will also be really, really important as well. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't. For us, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't think there's a way to really swing this as a narrative or as a negative. This is, this is big time. And, and Oregon, again, for the fourth or fifth time this month, they won the day. <laughs> nice. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, for Eric Scopel, myself, Matt Prem, thanks for listening to this uh, emergency podcast on DuckTerritory.com. Um, again, we want to stress this hasn't been officially announced yet. Uh, we're waiting for confirmation, not saying it's wrong, but I do think it's a little interesting that we haven't heard official confirmation from our end or from the university itself yet. So uh, we'll just sit there and wait. Uh, but if this does come to be true like we think it is, uh, this is just a big day for Oregon football once again. So for Eric Scopel, myself, Matt Brame, thank you for listening to the Austin Audibles podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Adios, amigos. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 